Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hear Our Voices. So today we have a special guest, Miss Williams. She's a principal at a school in New York City. Um, just to do some housekeeping, guys, follow us on Twitter. The information will be down below. Also follow us on Instagram. We don't have that much followers there yet, so I can't wait to see you over there. And if you have any questions, you can DM us anytime. I'm always on my phone, so I'll be able to get back to any questions or concerns that you might have. Um, but yes, Ms. Williams, can you tell us a little bit about what the job that you do in New York City? Hello, um, I am currently a principal at an elementary school in Flatbush, Brooklyn. And my school is lovingly known as Shine Shine 399. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it was a a, 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 um, a strategic, you know, marketing marketing measure that I took took on for the school. So what do you do in per se for the community of your students and how you are able to uplift them in a way? Um, well, when I think about being a principal and the importance of my job, it goes beyond making sure children pass a test. Um, obviously, it's a school. We want children learning at the highest levels possible, and we want them to be able to demonstrate that learning, right? But it's so much more that goes into making sure that we are educating the whole child. And if we want to educate the whole child, then we need to make sure that we are taking care of the child. And um, in order for us to make sure that we are adequately servicing our children, we have to also service our families. So as a new principal in the school, you know, a few years ago, Data for me is not just when children take a test. So right. I also looked at the demographic data. I had conversations with my um, everybody in my school community, the teachers, the para, the, the neighbors, um, my families, the children. I spoke with everyone because that's also data. And based on the needs assessment of my school community, I embarked on forming forging, you know, different relationships with um, community organizations to help me adequately support my children and families. Um, because there were things that, and honestly, in my opinion, there were, um, it's about humanity for me. And so if, if, if I have families, for example, you know, we're about to do a coat drive in a couple of weeks, right? Contractually yeah. speaking, do I have to do those things? No. But from a humanity perspective, should I do those things? Absolutely. Because if this is what the data is, is suggesting that I need to do to make sure my children feel safe, right? To make sure my children um, feel a sense of belonging, then those are the different things that I have to do to make sure that my children are taken care of. Because I also see that as um, an added value or added measure to making sure that my children do well academically, right? We have to make sure that we're also addressing these other areas um, for our children and families if we want children, you know, to achieve at the highest levels possible academically. Right. 
that's definitely true. But what I understand also, your school is like a feeder school mm-hmm. for, um, I want to say homeless families, I would believe, from what I was told. Yes, yeah, students in temporary housing, STH families, um, families who are going through a transitional time, you know, in their lives right now. So again, that's also data. So what is it that, you know, we can do as a school community to support our population? So we do have approximately um, 30% of, of our families actually reside in STH um, residencies. But then, um, you know, there's, there's also families who are doubled up. Um, there are families who need, again, uh, additional supportive services. And so what, what actually happened for me as a principal is there are official schools within the Department of Education who are community schools, which means they basically receive uh, wraparound services. But based on the needs of my school community, you know, I kind of made it an unofficial community school um, <laughs> because I, I have so many different partnerships based on the needs of my community to make sure that I'm able to offer wraparound services. So like, for example, I had a, a father who came up to the school last week and, uh, you know, he has some concerns. He was in distress. Um, but my, my first step is always to listen. Right. Like, let me hear you out, right? And listening to um, his concerns for his child um, also led to him sharing some things about him because, again, we're human beings. Like, we can't take the humanity out of this work. Um, right. And so listening to the father, what came out was that, you know, he was recently released from um, prison and, you know, um, he was having some difficulties with um, securing job employment. Wow. And so... Right away, you know, what I did was I said, okay, let me reach out to some connections that I have so that I can, you know, um, be of some assistance to, you know, my father. Again, contractually speaking, you know, I could just say, well, you know, that's not my problem, right? But I really and truly believe that if we want stronger schools, then we have to make sure we have stronger families, stronger communities, like that's the whole village aspect of raising children. So yes, I'm a principal. Yes, I make sure that my children are learning, but I'm also a social justice person. And so I believe that if, if we're trying to, if the focus is on stronger communities, that's going to naturally lend itself to stronger families as well as stronger schools. So my whole, my whole, premise is let's make sure that our children know they are loved let's make sure that our children are learning because it is a school but then also make sure that our children and families are able to um, be leaders so you know we 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 talk about the things again what what are what are the concerns what are the different ways that we could support our families and you know um and also working with our children with the whole um, aspect of leadership development, because what what whatever it, whatever it is we feel that we want to change within our school or change within our, within our community, let's let's work on that together. Like let's embark on that together. And I believe that's how you get to 
the stronger communities, but it's, it's just, it's all connected. It's all connected to me. Right. So we're not going to sit here and play like the victim role and, you know, oh, woe is me per se, but we are going to be honest about our current set of circumstances, but then just proceed accordingly to make sure that we're able to provide the necessary supports, but then most importantly, you know, try to put some things, try to establish some things um, at the school level, in the community, you know, to make sure that we are making things better for our families, you know, for their current situation and, and for our children, for their future. I like that. I definitely do because people just um, in schools, they just worry about the kid. But the kid is attached to something else. It's basically a circle of life, you know, like the Lion King mm-hmm. is, is connected. Mm-hmm. Yes, you might deal with the kid, but at parent-teacher conference, you deal with the adult. If the adult mm-hmm. can't even get a job or have food at home or have clothes to put on their back or the kid's back, it can be a whole effect. If the kid doesn't have good clothes on or smell good or have hair good, that might affect their self-esteem. And even though they're supposed to be in school learning, that's still one thing they have to have on added stress on them, right? And kids mm-hmm. might change them because of these things. But if you can help out the kid and the family and the home life, because it might not be only one kid they have. They might have multiple kids and mom and dad at home and maybe a cousin or aunt. You never know how people's situations are really, you know, going on. So mm-hmm. if you help out one person, you have to help out the whole chain. And I think that's a very good kind of mindset to have, for, especially for a principal, not just thinking about the people they have, but the whole kind of tree of life in the school of other people surrounding it. And when you have a better like family system, it can help out the school more. Parents might want to volunteer more at the school. They might have more time to do this and that because they're not stressed about certain programs, certain things in their house. But um, with you know Corona, they might not be able to come into school because I know some buildings <laughs> are not allowing parents to do it. But they can still find other things and other activities they can help out with the school. Probably a can drive. They get a job, can afford to give can drive food or coat. You know certain things for other people who might need help. So I think that's really cool that you definitely help out the families in that way. This is an awesome idea. Um, and you said you started working there a couple of years ago? Um, at this particular school, yes. So I assumed principalship in um, 2018, but I've been with the Department of Education for 24 years now. And I actually started as a paraprofessional. So, uh, you know, yeah, I was a para teacher. I was a literacy coach supporting teachers. Um, Then I became an assistant principal. Then I left the school and focused on um, special education. I became a SPED administrator. And then then I was a principal coach, coaching principals, 32 principals in District 17. And now, you know, I'm I'm the principal of the internationally known (laughs) Shy Shy (laughs) 399. It's a cute little name. Like, it really is cute. Oh, my gosh. That, that school must have a lot of school spirit. That's what it sounds like. It's really yes. sound like a, a cool school to go to. Oh, my gosh. You did really a lot of stuff in this the field. And mm-hmm. you just I see that you're building up, building up, building, building up. Um, and that's pretty cool. You know, you get to learn from different angles because you might say, oh, my gosh, we're a teacher. This principal's not doing a job. But you're, when you get to be a principal or assistant, you're like, dad. This person might have a lot more work than I expect them to have. Like, you know, when you're in a different position mm-hmm. and you see different things more better 
when you kind of, you know, in every different aspect. That's pretty cool, really. Um, do, I wouldn't think this would happen at your school, but like, because a lot of people in your school is like, you know, probably doubling up or things like that. Do you have special programs? And do you think kids know that they're in these special programs that they have for people who are either homeless or doubled up in their housing? Does that make any sense? Um, you mean like different things we do in the school? Yes. Per se. So the way the schools are funded, you know, you, you get funding for certain population, certain subgroups, you know, of, of students. Um, the children don't know that per se. Um, but when we talk about diversity and equity, you know, that's really and truly just knowing your children, knowing the students well, um, and making sure that we're affirming them, making sure that um, they know they matter, like their culture, their stories, like all of that is, is relevant. And so to your point, for me as an educator, but not even an educator, just as a mother, and a human being, I don't care about their status. You know, I don't care about their classification. So when children walk in my my building, you know, they they are everything to us. And 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 I'm and I purposely do that in such a way um, because again, if we want children to do well on these tests and we want them to do well academically, you know, it's not cliche. It's really not cliche you know, um, when we say that, that children have to feel good about themselves, that is absolutely key. That mm -hmm. is the first step. So children don't feel good about who they are, then they're not going to be able to do their very best. Um, and we do know that within our society, there, there are negative connotations that comes with certain labels. And so I'm, I'm very well of that, very aware of that. And um, I do my best to make sure that our children know that they matter. Our children know that they're loved. Our children know that they have, um, that their voices matter, you know? So with student government and just the, the student-led initiatives that we have, um, my children don't feel isolated and separated because I purposely, you know, make sure it's done that way. So when I do different things at the school, like we do, weekly um food drives you know that's to everyone oh, wow, that's you know, good. like the, the coke drive that's for everyone you know and uh we're celebrating children that day as well so we partner with nypd they're gonna have the game truck you know um i'm finalizing like uh any food distribution for the holidays that we'll be able to provide um you know november 20th as well but when I do those things, it's, it's, it's really engagement purposes for the entire school community. And remember, like there, there really is something about service, like, um, and who said it? Did, did Gandhi say it? I forgot who said it, but there's a quote where, um, or maybe Martin Luther King said it, but everyone, everyone can serve. Everyone can serve, regardless of, you know, your, your current uh, set of circumstances. And when you serve, it, it really and truly does something to you. And there's been um, psychological studies about that, right? Like, it, it really does something to you mentally and socially, emotionally when you, when you do serve. So I've created a school community where that's a part of what we do. Like, there was a hurricane um, um, a few months ago, Ida. Um, 
Is yeah, I think and and one of the um the the, the um islands was uh was hit really bad, and uh so our school participated in um donating you know goods and and just different things that we could send to the island because everybody could bring in a canned good or you know what I mean like it doesn't matter like like what your um set of circumstances are like we can still support other people and even having that mentality again I feel has helped my school tremendously and building like that culture and building that community and again it goes back to helping children and families you know just feel good about themselves feel good about their school community and when people are in their best mental state possible that's when they can give you the best that they have to offer that's definitely true so in your opinion, if like a principal is just starting out or a principal is already in there and they want to implement these things into their school, what do you think they should do as their first step? Because like to, to, uh, to, to do all parts at one time, it probably is not going to work. You want to start at one thing and kind of build up on um, the services you might want to give to your school. What would be the first step you think to take to get like their school on the kind of the path that your school is going on? Um. They have the, the first step is just taking the time to listen, taking the time to listen to everyone, you know, speak to all key constituents. You know, like I said, the custodian, the crossing guard, the, the, the people that live in the neighborhood, you know, the families, the staff, that's data. That data is just as critical as um, state tests is just as critical and you use that data and you work in collaboration with the team, you know, with this, with the school team, because every school has to have a school leadership team, but you work together with the school team to develop, you know, some long-term and short-term goals for the school community, but it's everyone working together. And then you, um, you mine for strengths, right? Because I believe that every single person possesses you know, special gifts, talents, and skills. And so I really do believe that it's a leader's responsibility to tap into that. So like, let's work from strengths, you know? And based on that, you develop, you know, your smaller teams and your smaller committees that's going, committees that, that's going to address all facets of running a school, right? And once you have those things in place, that's how you're able to accomplish that much more in a shorter um, amount of time because trust me especially as a year one principal you know people were very surprised like oh my god like how were you guys able to do all of that because all of us was working you know I'm a sports girl right so I'm always equating things to sports right now it's football season the quarterback mm-hmm. is not everywhere the quarterback has a specific role that he plays so if I'm the principal and I'm the quarterback I'm going to play my position well but guess what you have your offensive line you have your offensive team, you have your defensive team, you have the different players, you have the kicker, right? Everyone has a specific role. And if everyone is operating from their best optimal place, and notice I said their best. Yes. Right? If everyone is working from their best optimal place, then any organization, not even a school, any organization is able to achieve greatness, right? Mm-hmm. And able to make progress. Now, though, it's the leader's job you know, when you're miming for strengths, you have to accept that people are where they are within their own level of proximal development 
but a leader, the chief function of a leader's job is to develop others. That's the chief function of a leader's job. So once you take an honest assessment of, of where people are and you do that in conjunction with the individual, you create some, an action plan for them as well and you support them with their growth and development. So then everybody is growing and developing and working towards achieving the school's goals or any organizational goals. And that's how teams win. That's definitely true. And so, based on what, and so based on the work that we did together collectively as a team, year one, I was awarded principal of the year. But oh, when I went nice. to work, I, I didn't go to work for that. Like I went to work because I wanted to support my school community. But based on the way, based on the things that we were able to achieve as a new team, you know, that was the final result. And that came from the team working together. And that was year one. Congrats, congrats. <laughs> Thank you. So do you have any last words for anybody out there who's listening, who might be probably working in the DOE or just a teacher or something that you see at your school's probably lacking? Um, any words for them? Um, you know, I would just wrap it up by saying, be honest with yourself about um where you are within your own perspective growth, you know, focus on your passion. I believe that your passion leads to your purpose. And once you have those things together, um, just set out to make, uh, create your own, um, you know, set some goals for yourself, short and long-term goals and develop your action plan and just go to work, go to work, but celebrate your success along the way because success is a journey. So, you know, sometimes when people look at my school, it's like, okay, you guys are not the, the highest performing school in the district or the, or the borough, and I don't care, right? But I will tell you this, we are making progress every day, every month, and every year. That's what I care about. That's amazing. That's good. So guys, thank you again for coming to listen to Hear Our Voices. As you can see, it's just not, homeless issues we talk about, but we do have people here who are not exactly in the homeless shelter atmosphere, but they do help our students. And our students are a big part of family homelessness. There's a lot of kids out there who are just, honestly, sometimes get, end up getting lost in the system. And if we have more principals like Miss Williams to help them out, have a, even a better day before they go back to the shelter at, at, night, at nighttime, it can be better for them. So guys, if you have any thoughts, any questions, just put it in the DMs and we could definitely see it, see you on Twitter and Instagram at all times. Thank you for watching. Hear our voices. See you next time. Well, technically you'll hear me next time. Bye. <laughs>